What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. <sighs> Extra big sigh for today. Yeah. Um, uh, because today very well could be the end of the world. So I'm glad that we got <laughs> this recording in. Uh, this is being recorded the day of the election. Down in the United States of America, uh, I haven't looked at anything yet. <clears throat> but when this does come out, who knows? Who knows if there will still be an atmosphere? Who knows if um, you know if uh, if it'll just be our raining ash, floating around in space, looking for anyone still living, <laughs> any living <laughs> creatures in the universe. Um, that if, might need a podcast. Yeah, if you can hear us, uh, we we loved you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, man, it's a fucking. It feels really. It does feel really weird right now. Like there's this. It feels there's this like the night before. Yeah, there's this. Uh, well, especially right now, because like I mean, obviously people people. Well, if you're a patron, you can see Bridie and I right now in our respective homes. Um, but even if you are a patron and you're watching. Uh, the 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 recording that we are doing right now, 
Uh, you can't see outside, but outside my my uh, apartment, my house right now, it is a fucking snowstorm. There's a snowstorm yeah. happening here in Halifax. I did not know this. Um, I spent now. Now I'm a weather guy. Okay, I'm a. I love. I I get boners from looking at the weather. I love knowing what the weather is going to be doing. I love knowing the wind speed. I love knowing the the humidity percentage. I love all that shit. And it really, it gets me off. And usually I know what the fuck is going on in the weather all the time. But I spent 90% of my entire day yesterday, which, which was like from, I woke up around, yesterday I woke up uh, probably around like 9 a.m. and I went to bed around midnight i spent 90 percent of my day yesterday just making out oh and so today which was so lovely i do love making out it's it's i also get big i also get big boners from that too um but i i gotta say i'm a little i'm a little chuffed that is chuffed a good thing or a bad thing no, well, I, I think when someone's chuffed with themselves, it's like a, they're pleased with themselves, but oh, it's, right. so it's. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not chuffed. I'm not chuffed. I'm not chuffed. I'm not I'm, very pleased. I'm no, yeah, I'm not very pleased. I'm very annoyed <laughs> that I didn't know that there was a fucking snowstorm happening today. Oh, what would you have done differently? Stocked up on supplies? I would have just known. Batteries? I, it's just, it's yeah. just the knowing. <laughs> That's it. I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised. Although, although I will say it was worth it. It was, it's totally worth it for having, have just, for, you know, my, I think I've got bruises all around my lips now. Actually, if you want to see the bruising on my lips, go to patreon.com slash termion, <laughs> become a patron and you can watch our four plays. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I made out a lot yesterday too. Did you? It was a big makeout day. Yeah. Huh? I wrote it down. I was like, hmm, I'm going to check back on this in like a month and just like see if it's a hormonal thing huh like interesting i should you know what? i got my journal it. here i'm gonna write it down too that yesterday, write it down. yesterday was a makeup yeah. day <laughs> what was the what was the date yesterday the day before uh, the end november of the world i made it november 2nd yeah. uh yeah. november 2nd the day before everything burned to the ground november lots of making out second let the history records stand. If there's made anyone out there. Out a lot. Did anyone else make out a lot on November 2nd? Today. There we go. I, I love <laughs> that. And I'm just going to leave that whole page blank just other than just. Made oh, out that's nice. Made out a lot today. There we go. That's going to be nice to read when you die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking about um, uh, uh, dying. <clears throat> this that was a bad transition because this has nothing to do with that. There was something else that I did <clears throat> that I've been doing. And I kind of want to run this by you. Actually, I kind of want to run this by oh, one of my favorite things about this podcast that we have, Bridie, is that our listeners, we have a very active, excitable group of listeners. I love, I love our listeners. I, and the reason why is because I love how I actually can hear them screaming into the radio right now. Yeah. 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 Well, it, you know, I, I love <laughs> I love you all so much because because you're so apt to write into us when we question when we question you, when we bring up questions of, of things. 
And so I have a question for, for Bridie, for you, okay. but also for all of our, all of our listeners who have a vagina, who, all of our listeners who menstruate, um, uh, on a regular basis or an irregular basis, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so here's the thing. Or only mm. once. If you've only menstruated or if, once. Uh, I, you know what? Let's get real specific. This is for all of our listeners who are Diva Cup users. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Diva Cup, uh, for those of you, maybe there's, some, maybe there's someone listening who doesn't know what a Diva Cup is. <clears throat> a Diva Cup, as far as I can tell, uh, is because I'm not a, a menstruator. But Have you seen one? I have seen one. Yeah, I've seen yours. Oh. I've seen yours. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's been, it's like, <clears throat> it, it looks, um, yours looks well used. It looks well worn. Fuck off. No, well, it does. It's got this you like. You bleed into it. It's not. It, it's got a stain. It it's twice got like, and it's been. Yeah, it doesn't get sparkly. It has a bit it of a. It gets sparkling clean <laughs> after it's been no, no, filled yeah. with blood yeah. a couple times. Yeah, it gets this like, it sort of gets this like well-worn stain to it. Um, anyway, uh, so it looks like a little, it looks like a, um, like a cute little shot glass with a little dick poking out of the bottom of it. Okay. Is that accurate? No, not, not everything that goes into a, to a vagina has to have some semblance yeah, of a penis right. to it. Okay. You know? Hey, hey, no, hey, no. I'm not <laughs> But but it no, does it, have a little no, nub. I like it has said, a little nipple I at the said bottom, right? A goblet. I would have said like a wine glass mm. or a wine goblet with mm-hmm. like the stem broken off. But yes. there's still the like little you know, yeah. the neck of of that stem or the the beginning of that stem. Yes, at the top right. Of the cup. Like a little nipple at the bottom. So um it looks <laughs> kind of it looks kind of like a condom that's been uh just just the head of it is left. Um Yeah. All right, great. That's fair. Uh, sweet. All right. So, so anyway, whatever. It's this little like, it, and it, it kind of like the material looks like sort of rubberized, some sort of like silicone, rubber. rubbery silicone, yeah. silicone um, cup, right? And the idea is that a person who menstruates takes this thing and they stick it inside the hoo-ha and yeah. it sits, um, it sits in there and it fills with blood. It fills with menstruation. Is that, is that, would you say that? <laughs> So it fills with menstruation, and uh, and and then and then the user, the user of the of the diva cup, um, I I'm guessing like you would go to the bathroom and you're like, oh, like my diva cup's full. You 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 pull it out, you pour it out into the toilet, and then stick that thing back up in there, right? Is that yeah, more or less? Okay, cool. Yeah. So I've been uh, this person that I've been making that I was making out with uh, for the majority of yesterday. Um, my, my new partner, <clears throat> they have periods and they are a diva cup user. And, you know, I'm one, I'm like, I am a, I have no qualms whatsoever with, with making fuck while someone is on their period. I, you know, like to me, it's like, Hey, whatever. Like, that's just, that's just natural loop. Like I'm cool. I'm cool with, I get that it's it's like a messy process and there's sometimes a bit more um uh work in like like post sex cleanup but like cool I'm I'm fine with that. And you know this is like a newer this is a new relationship uh we're still like in that NRE stage and 
we've I think we've had like period sex like once before. And I'm I'm a little bit like, you know, I understand that like sometimes people, although, you know, Brad, I know like you it, typically in the past, like you, you are you've you've expressed that like you get kind of horny on your period or like I know like like that is some, sometimes like a common thing. Um, but I know that that's not everyone. Right. And so in this, in this scenario that I find myself in, I'm a little kind of like, I tiptoe around it. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to like push. I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable or anything. Um, but like things were kind of heating up and, and it was like, make fuck time was like, it seemed like it was right around the corner and so, and I was like, I know that, I know that, you know, ladies on our period and like uh, very early into it. So it's like, we are, you know, heavy. it's like, yeah, I'm guessing it's like probably heavy flow yeah. time. <clears throat> so we're about to have sex and she doesn't, she's like, she doesn't stop me. And so I, mm-hmm. I kind of, I just, I say like, Hey, do you. Because I'm concerned that she has a tampon in. So I'm like, hey, do you have a do you have a tampon in? And she goes, No, I just have a I have a diva cup in. And I was like, Oh. Should you take like do you want to take do you want to take it out? And she's like, No, it's cool. Like, like I'll just leave it in. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, Yeah, we, I can leave it in. <clears throat> and I was like, while I while I fuck you? Like while we have sex? And she goes, Yeah. And I, in my head, I was like, is this okay? How will there be room for yeah. my enormous penis in there? My, my gigantic, <laughs> weirdly large dick. Uh, no, I, which is, that's not true at all. But, but I was thinking like, how, how you know, is this going to be uncomfortable for her? What's it going to feel like mm. for me? Like, what, what's the, yeah, but I'm horny as fuck. And I'm like, whatever, like I'm, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And we have sex and it was like, it was awesome. It felt, it didn't feel like, I, I was kind of, so it, it, I had this like moment of thought later about how, I remember you had an IUD in and we were having <laughs> yeah, sex. Yeah, you were going to bring this up. Yeah, 100%. I had to. You, you had an IUD in and we were having sex and that thing was like scraping my, my penis. And it was like, it felt like you had like a screw like a like a metal. This is screw. one of those stories. This is one of those stories you tell that gets wor- that gets more exaggerated the more times. <laughs> I think it was like, hey, no. I think I felt, I think I may have felt your IUD to like next year when you tell this story. I'm going to be no. responsible for the complete castration of your penis. Yeah, right. Okay, whatever. Something. Anyway, it was, this thing was scraping my dick. All right, and I <laughs> and I was and I said to you, I was like, it feels like there's metal in there, and you were like, no, it can't be. And I was like, I don't know. Anyway, turned out that your IUD was fucking put in wrong, and it was scraping the head of my dick. I wasn't I wasn't making that up. Um, so I was kind of like I was thinking like, I thought maybe that would it would feel like that with like this diva cup in like maybe there it would feel. But dude, it felt it felt like it felt it kind of felt like um, there was a sex toy involved in our sex when there wasn't. Interesting, and you felt that. Oh yeah, I definitely felt. Like I it. could see it from the receiving because you'd be so it would feel like so full. But um, yeah, I'm not. I don't quite understand how that works for you. 
Well, because I, I mean, I don't know. It. Like, so here's the way I described it to to Leah, is that it felt like it it felt like it changed the shape of the inside of her vagina. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well. But here's my here's my thing. I so I was like afterwards I was kind of like is this okay? And I looked at I was looking it up. And I saw like I mean, I don't know. I saw like I saw articles where it was like there was articles that were like it's okay if it's a disposable um diva cup because like they're more malleable. It's not okay if it's like a reusable because it could like it could it's man, I thought I read something that it could go in behind the cervix to which I didn't even know it was possible. I thought the cervix was like an impenetrable wall that only babies and menstrual blood can go through. I don't know anything about anything. And so, you know, I was kind of like, is this okay? But then, but then, you know, um, you know, Leah insists that it's like totally fine. And I, it's her body. I believe her. Um, but I just, I, it was the first, I've never heard of that before. Like it was the first time I've ever heard of, yeah, of someone doing that. And, um, yeah, I don't I've know. never, never done that. Never heard of that. Um, the other day I was remembering that there was a period of time that I wore, um, not as like a tampon, but something that allowed me to have sex while I was on my period without it getting very messy was, um, was it a like natural a, a ring or something. What was that? I, I think I remember that. What was that? It was a sea sponge. Oh, yeah, right. From the ocean. Wait, wait, wait. You just like plucked it out of the ocean or you bought this like a product that you bought? I bought it <laughs> not as a product for my vagina, but you can buy these sea sponges. And I think that they're used for all kinds of things. Like they look, they are like a sponge. So they, you, I think people use, buy them as like natural sponges. So like I clean my dishes with these or like. I sop up oil, oil spills with them. Right. Sure. Um, but you can also, you can also like put them in your vagina and it can act as a sponge for the blood and, and then you just take it out and you can wash them. You can rinse them. Now, I'm not a medical, I'm somebody's out there listening going, don't fucking do that. And I will say that that was prior uh, to my bacteria veg- bacterial vaginosis um, ah. experience, but they may not be connected because yeah. I have read that it's okay to, it's okay to do that according to some people. And I did it and right. it was great. Yeah. It was, and it, it's, did it feel, did, did, it did as feel a, like a sex toy. Right, because it was right. in it, it contributed to this full feeling right inside me mm-hmm. yeah so uh, yeah right so i mean like that was that was the thing that that i found so surprising was that it felt so much like a sex toy with the with the diva cup because it was like um you know i have a circumcised penis and and the head of my the head of my dick is i got i got circumcised late in life so mm-hmm. So I feel like although I'm circumcised, I feel like the glands in the head of my penis is like are still very so probably like overly sensitive compared to someone who got circumcised at birth. Um, but obviously, if I still had foreskin, there would be there would probably be even more 
sensitivity like to the to the the touch um mm-hmm. but it it felt like there was extra sen- it, it felt extra stimulated with this thing with this diva cup inside but there was yeah. also this mental fuck fuckery going on at the same time where like while i'm having sex i have this this internal worry about my partner's safety right mm-hmm. which is so which is why i'm bringing this up on the podcast cuz i know that there's like medical professionals out there who listen i know that there's I, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast and so if you know um yeah, I want to put it out to the listeners. What do you know? What do you know? Like, do you is this is this okay? Is it is there are are there are there con- are there things that is there is there do I like is there is there concern to be had? Um, is there safer? Is there if you are going to do it? Is it kind of the kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, you can do it, but you want to consider this, this, and this to keep it safe? I don't know. So putting that out to our listeners, because I know that y'all love to fucking write in and give us your two cents. And uh, I'm sure there's people out there that are going to write in and be like, that's fucked. But um, I, you know, if you, if that is you, please do write in, but also uh, try to be constructive about it. Let's hear, let's, let's, let's hear what, what y'all have to think. Y'all have to say. Great question. Mm -hmm. Great question, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, I got to ask how your 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 first week on the way of the superior man has been going well it hasn't because i don't have the book so like it, okay, so you ta- been thinking ta- about ta- it oh i've been thinking about it a lot and i've been i've been applying it i've been applying okay. well actually you know what i've been applying a lot is i've been applying a lot of what we discussed with this week's guest mm-hmm. uh, our guest this week kendrick kunov um, she is a uh, she is a a professional in the field of a whole shitload of things, and uh, in particular, she's done a lot of work with um, David Data, the author of The Way of the Superior. Name's David Data. David D- Data da- Data. You know what? It's like Data Data D A T A. Like, how do you pronounce it? It's the fucking same. same data. Da- data Data Data. Uh, David <laughs> David Data. Uh, the author of way, the way of the superior man. So, so we, we had a conversation with her and it, it, we're, we're going to throw to that conversation here shortly. Um, it was great. It was, it was fucking great. And one of the things that I've actually been thinking about a lot, um, and kind of like applying to my own life, it was something that you had said in the conversation, Bridie. Um, and you know, I don't want to like go into it too much because we do get into it in our conversation with, with Kendra, but it was about um, you had mentioned something about like a an attempt at connection. What was the what was the phrasing that you used for that? A bid for connection. A bid for connection. Yeah, and that's something that I've been thinking about more and more this week. About what are the ways that I bid for connection without even really noticing that my partner might not hear or might not connect with, and what are the ways that that she is bidding for connection where I'm also might not be hearing that or seeing that. And, um, I think that's a really like, I think that's a really, uh, valuable thing to just like take a moment to step back and consider in your own relationships and in your own life. Um, because, 
Yeah, it's you know it's it's so funny. I'm rewatching Atlanta, and I'm on season two. Um, that's my just the tips. If you haven't watched Atlanta, it's one of the it's one of seriously it's one of the best fucking shows, I think that have been made in the last decade. Um, What's it on? It's on FX. So you know, I'm not gonna say exactly. I pirated it, but let's just say. I have no other way of watching it other than finding it in certain ways. Okay. <laughs> and if you, if you go to patreon.com slash turn me on, you can see me winking at the camera. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's an incredible show, but there was this episode where, where um, the lead character who's played by Donald Glover, AKA Childish Gambino and his partner, they go to this, like, you know, she's part German um, and they go to this, like, it's like a, it's like this annual German festival and Ern, who's the name of the character that Donald Glover plays. He's like super not into the vibe and he, he makes this bid for connection with her. And it's, and at the same time that she's making a bid for connection to him and it's lost upon both of them. And the, the, the reason the show is so well done is that, A, it's, it's hilarious. It's a very funny show. It's also, like, gut-wrenchingly real and raw. Um, and it, it does this really wonderful job of, like, exposing and showing you relationship dynamics in a way that is so real and so um, relatable that... <clears throat> I it's I really I just really appreciate the show because it like it it does kind of like it kind of it, it forces a mirror in in front of your own face when it comes to all sorts of different relationships that we have. Anyway, it was so in line with what we were talking about uh with Kendra this week. And yeah, it just like it just made me realize that like this is something that we that I'm sure so many of us I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just speaking for myself. But oftentimes when I feel like I'm speaking for myself, there's got to be a fuckload of other people out there that feel this that are in the same boat. And I think that this idea of like missing a bid for connection is something that a lot of us probably tend to do in our day to day relationships without meaning to. And um, I found it really helpful. I feel like I'm going That's, into it too much without without us actually saying what the fuck it is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I, I think it was such a small part of the conversation and it was right mm. near the end. So mm-hmm. we will throw to that that conversation in a minute so you can kind of get a sense of, of what we're talking about. And then and then I would love after that, after we all um, listen to this conversation, to talk afterwards a little bit uh, just quickly about my experience with the this week of the mm. way of the superior man, because mm-hmm. I've been finding in a really neat way that a lot uh, I'm a lot of the things that I'm taking in and I'm sure this, I mean, this is just my own brain, but um, a lot of things I'm taking in are sort of all there's like clues. Like it's all sort of the same, you know, like you hear the same word a few times and you're like, mm. this is a theme. There's a theme going on here. And so I would love to share that after the conversation um, yeah, because, yeah. because it, the conversation with Kendra was super impactful for me, especially listening back to it. Because when I was in it, I was thinking a lot of like, 
how do I get <laughs> as much as possible from this person? Because I've been mm. following Kendra's Instagram for the past year. I've been like, you know, listening to conversations she's been having on other podcasts and like poking around on her website, like more than just preparing for mm. this um that episode or this conversation, it was like, I am, she is speaking in a language with a voice that is really, um, really turns me on in, in the way that she, she uses that phrase, turn me on in this conversation, Mm. which is just like, what makes you swoon? Like what lights you up? What gets, what excites you and makes you, um, yeah. So, so, um, well, I just lost my train of thought. Was I saying? Yeah, you were saying that we're going to come back to it at the end. After, we Yeah, we'll come to back Kendra. to it. But before we leave this bids of connection thing, mm. I want to tell you that I have not, I have not gone any further down the path of investigating like whose term that is, how, why it was coined, what I the see. framework is supposed to be for, et cetera. But what one thing that it helped me notice was is that, and I would, if I may, sometimes I would find this with you. One of like, one of the big sort of things that, um, that sometimes like hurts my feelings is when I say something and I get no response. Yeah. And right. Yeah. And I, do I, that so much. I know you do that. I, I hope I that's that a knowing the- and not just oh, like a sarc- no, no. sarcasm. No, no, I do that okay. all the fucking time. I know. Yeah. And I sometimes I'm just fucking why would you respond? Because I'm saying ridiculous things and I'm just like I'm just I don't know, just talking out loud mostly. Yeah. But usually it's because I want some kind of response, I suppose. And so I noticed then after reading this term bids for connection, that I I feel like that that probably is that probably explains the the way that I feel um mm. in those moments because I am trying to like connect yeah. and get something and then if, when it falls on deaf ears i'm like i feel mm-hmm. like ignored or whatever right. but um i've I, only just realized that i do the same thing i think well yeah um, yeah and i think too that i can't multitask you know yeah, what I mean? like, and like, I if I'm, like if don't I'm, pick my moments like if you're right, right. doing a hundred things i'm like hey yeah you know totally yeah and that well, you yeah, might that, need like yeah. a minute yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, that that is. I mean, that I think I think it's more of a me problem than a you problem. But yes, yeah, you know, it's like no. But I'm noticing it when you're not here with other people. When I just am like, <laughs> when I don't feel right. like responding. Yes, you know? right. Like um, you're like you're someone catching, else is being like you're catching yourself doing it and going oh exactly oh, I I oh respond right respond even if you think that what they just said was just like a joke or a, yeah. doesn't warrant a response, just respond because you know I would want that. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is that I find that that is one of the, like, that is one of the beauty, the one of the beauties of, of open relationships or like, I like, I, let's get really specific with like our setup, right? Like that's the beautiful thing about, about being in a significant relationship with somebody else. Um, because I, this, this happened with Becca. This is, it happens. It's currently, currently happens with Leah. It's like, things will happen 
with me and a and my uh, my other significant other, and I'll go, oh, this is the thing that Bridie didn't like Hates. that I used to do, <laughs> and now it's happening to me. You know what I mean? Like like that shit. That shit is and it and and it's really and it. What's really funny about it is that I go because. Let's let's use this example, right? Let's use the example of uh, just pulling something out of my ass here, like the example of of you not liking me being on my phone while we're spending quality time together, and and you know, like over ten years of being together, and hearing you hearing like you know in my head the voice of you being like, "Hey, can you fucking put your phone down?" And my my reaction to that response being, oh, yeah, fine. Like, it, like annoyed that I can't do the thing that I'm trying to fucking to get, like take care of or do because you want me to put my phone down. And like, you know, totally knowing that like also that's, you know, you're it's a bit for connection. You want to connect with me. I'm on my fucking phone. I get, I get it. I get that. But also I'm reacting because like I'm doing a thing. Okay, so let's flip it now, right? I'm with a partner, they're on their phone, and I'm having a thought of like, can they just put their fucking phone down and be with me right now? And and about to say something, about to like speak up about it and catch myself and go, oh, hold on though, hold on. You do this. And how do you feel, how do you feel when, when Bridie says to you, can you put your fucking phone down and just be with me? You don't like it. So maybe maybe speaking up right now, the way that you feel like you want to isn't the best option because it's probably going to be received very similarly to the way that you've received it. Mm. And I fucking love that because it gives me an opportunity as a partner to go, okay, cool. <clears throat> In this scenario right now where this person is using a phone and I'm and I'm feeling like like I want them to not be using the phone so that we can have this quality time. I'm gonna find a way to communicate that in a way that is like, um, you know, very very like calm and respective and loving and and not it, not in any sort of form of confrontation. <clears throat> and then the next time that I'm on the phone and I'm around you. And you give, no matter what your response is to that, it's going to give me this opportunity to recognize that, hey, you feel this way. I've felt that way before with my other partner. And just put the fucking phone down. It's making Bridie feel this certain way. Put the phone down. As opposed to reacting by going, oh, come on. You know, and I I think it's like, it's this funny thing that just like makes, it kind of makes it, it, it gives you an opportunity to make you just a better partner for everyone involved. I, I love that. I don't know how we got onto that. Sorry. I, I'm, I don't know how we got, I don't know, but I love that you, we got onto that because, um, that's a reoccurring thing for me, you Mm. know, like it, I feel that way when I'm with other people as well. Like, you know, my sister or my niece Mm -hmm. or my, my other, my other partner. Um, and, uh, 
And it make it's been especially helpful in the last couple of days since watching Kendra's uh, video on sacred boundaries, um, which is on her her website. It says sacred boundaries, cultivating boundaries to enhance love, connection, and happiness. Mm. And um, it's very intriguing. She, so she has a whole four-week course. I think it's a four-week course, but she has this free class that you can watch. And um, I'm just going to leave it at that uh, as my my just the tips. And it's also sort of homework for listeners cool. this week. Yeah, um, There's, like, Kendra has tons of great resources on her website and great talks but this one is is interesting because it's uh it's like i can see it immediately like i immediately applying to my life Mm. when one of the big things let's say for example that i've taken from it is that boundaries and we've talked about this a little bit jeremy about rituals it's like what about these rituals which i'm i i think in a way are boundaries like i'm gonna have this I'm going to have this ritual and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it in such a way and I'm going to, that it's going to be reinforced and then it's, it's going to have like positive effects. And I, when I think about boundaries, sometimes like, well, first I have to know like what I, um, you know, like what I want and then I have to be able to like articulate that. So like probably like write it down and then I have to communicate it, um, to whoever it applies to. And it seems like, um, not only like r- a really unromantic, but like really like up here and like heady process. Ooh. But in this chat that she gives, and it's a really nice compliment to this conversation actually, because she talks about boundaries as being something that are very fluid, very uh, like very in nature. Like it, it's not something <clears throat> we've just made up as humans to like <clears throat> get on with our lives. It's like it's a very real thing that exists um, in such a way that like growth is possible and coexistence is possible and communion is possible. And so the idea of like it being something that you might feel through experience rather than being able to like write out from your head right now. And so I notice I'm sitting in bed with the other morning with Todd and, and, and we had talked about having um, coffee together without phones Mm. And we lasted like one day and the next day I was like, the phones came out and I could feel (laughs) like this isn't what I want. But in this conversation we have with Kendra, Mm. one of my big questions was like, how do you fucking know what you want? And the reason I think these things go so well together is like, it's like a feeling in the experience. So anyway, I've been having, including the stuff with David data reading and including my meditation practice, like everything is pointing towards, towards, um, I, more clarity, right. um, on answering those questions. So mm. I'm going to leave it at that. And, um, maybe we can, we can go right into the conversation. We've been chatting for a while. Yeah. We've been chatting for a while. I think, uh, yeah, we'll save the brain boner for next week. Um, mm-hmm. and let's, uh, yeah, I think we should throw, actually, you know what? I, I just, I, you just said something that made me think about, um, we just, I just set a, we just set a ritual, a rule, um, between, uh, Leanne and I that I, that I really love. And I've, I've never, I've never, uh, done this with anyone before, but it's a, uh, it's a five minute cuddle rule after sex. 
It's kind of nice. Where you got is it, it to you enhance got cuddling or to cut down on cuddling? <laughs> you know what? I you know at, at this at, at this uh, at this juncture in time, it uh, it could be to cut down, uh, but because uh, there is a lot of cuddling going on, but. Uh, no, it's it's like to make sure to ensure that like yeah you know it's like all right we've done this now let's let's like take a moment to you know not like grab our phones or whatever and just like be just be together for like but, at least five minutes. But you both pee right? Both uh, pee after sex. Pee after sex. Everyone should pee after sex. It's my big. <laughs> it's my biggest thing. I push it on everyone that I've ever had sex with. You gotta <laughs> pee after sex. It is very important. And then cuddle. And then cuddle. But do you have to? I mean, you could cuddle for five minutes and then piss, couldn't you? I don't know. I don't. I don't know it. either. But Actually, I, let's, I let's mean, throw that out there to our listeners as well. Uh, can you fuck <laughs> with Diva Cups? And also, can you cuddle for five minutes and then take a piss? All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll throw it to this week's conversation with uh, with Kendra Kunov, and um, uh, we hope you enjoy this as much as we did. This is a really special conversation. Kendra's a fucking amazing guest, and I really do hope we get to have her back on the show at some point. Um, I hope that she felt like we are worthy enough to have her back on our show because uh, she just seems like such a big deal. So uh, uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy this. And um, and again, hey, if you want to be watching our four plays, go to patreon.com slash termion. Uh, you can see all the hijinks and the silliness that Bridie and I get up to, and you can also watch uh, watch us as 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 we uh, go through this process of selling our home. So you're the, the you're going to see I, I'm recording out of our living room, and uh, soon I won't be. So I'll be recording somewhere completely new and completely different. Uh, <clears throat> all right, enjoy this conversation, and uh, as always, we will see you all on the other side. You know, we we were on the phone, Kendra, and you were, you were mentioning how, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people like to blame when shit goes wrong on Mercury being in retrograde. But uh, it, it for some reason, I've also been feeling the last like few weeks, anything that has to do with tech is kind of shitting the bed. Um, and so we've, we ran into some issues before before we started recording here. However, we are here. We've got to figure it figured out. And I think I feel it. In my heart of hearts, this is going to go really well. Awesome. Uh, uh, Kendra, Jeremy, do yes? you feel like it's because Mercury's in retrograde? Retrograde? No, 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 no. We're not going there. It's going to be like a real turning point in your relationship. Like, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to go there. But where we can go is. Uh, Kendra, why don't why don't you uh, take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, I think uh, I think what we're going to dive into today with you is going to be something that resonates with a lot of people that listen to the show. So, first of all, welcome, and secondly, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, Kendra Kunov? Who is Kendra Kunov? Oh man, I mean, there's so many there's so many responses to that. I would definitely say I'm a Northern Californian. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a lover of the earth. That's probably like broad spectrum picture. Who is Kendra Kunov? 
And specifically related to my work, I've been, I mean, I've been doing work in the relational realm for almost 20 years. And I started with a much more, um, you might call it specific focus on authenticity and authentic relating, although in some ways it had a real broad focus in terms of, you know, authenticity in all our relationships. And then um, specifically, I think how I got connected to the two of you was more through a student who came in my romantic, intimate, sexual relationship teaching domain. And so I've also worked, you know, specifically in that realm as well. But I'm Mm. really, I I would call myself like a student of the human experience. And when it comes down to it, I think it all, like everything comes down to relationship. Mm. That's amazing. I, um, I'm so excited to be talking to you because this one feels like it's been a long time in the making. Um, when Jeremy and I were in Los Angeles back in January, which seems like a decade ago, uh, we, we were lining up a bunch of conversations. A lot of the the potential guests were suggested by my voice teacher, Jamie Walrab. And Mm. I, I think that's who you're speaking of when you, when you said you, you kind of know him through that, that, um, that part of your world. And, and about a week ago, Jeremy was like, so who is this person that we're talking to? And I was like, I believe, I believe this is, um, and then I went, I went to your website and I was like, I don't even know how to put all of this into one sort of category. Um, which I love because when I look at your body of work, I'm like, I want to know all of these things. I want to study all of these things. And, but I don't, when I go to Google it, like, Mm -hmm. how do I find out more about, like, it's so broad and so vague. And, and so to hear you kind of explain that in such a concise way is, um, hopeful for me and inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when we first started talking to Jamie, one thing we were just sort of scratching the surface of, or just sort of hearing a little bit in our world was, this idea of po- polarity mm-hmm. and the masculine feminine. And, um, it kind of blew both of our minds, I think. And, uh, and it's still, you know, not that we've studied in any formal way, but even poking around online and talking to people over the last year, I would say we've been talking about it. Um, it's still really hard to explain, uh, or feel like we have a grasp on it to like explain to our listeners. So that was one thing I really wanted to pick your brain about like, how would you describe that work and uh, why is it useful to us in relationships? Yeah. I, I, when you were talking, I mean, I love that question while you're talking, what I wrote down was this comment um, frameworks when they're useful, which to me means when they create more freedom and love. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Over the last 20 years, I would say, because I started studying with David Data about 20 years ago, 1999, I think, was the first time I saw him in person. So that was kind of my first introduction to this idea of masculine feminine dynamics, polarity as one of the pieces of intimate relational work. And, And over that span of time, I think I've seen it used really well and really poorly. Mm. And I, I, again, I think that's just like part of the human condition is we'll just take something and we'll be like, this is cool. Like, how can I fuck it up? (laughs) Um, 
or how it, and and I, and I say that tongue in cheek, what I really mean is like, how can I now put myself and other people in a box? Um, which I think we do out of a desire for simplicity, like probably even that desire to put ourselves and other people in boxes comes from a positive intention, which is like, how do I simplify this? How do I understand this? How do I figure out? So I know what to do. Because uh, I want to do it well. I want to do it well for myself. I want to do it well for my partner. I want to, you know, like I, I want to do it well. I want to do it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you and I, we have that one, that one going. Not everybody you know, people like, I want to do it so it looks good. Other people like, I want to do it right. You know, I want to do it perfectly. I want to. Um, so, so that's all kind of. Uh, it's, it's almost like the groundwork, I think, or what needs to be said before even going into a framework like masculine feminine dynamics. And similarly to the way I talk about boundaries is I think it's important to talk about these kinds of concepts and recognize they exist with or without us. Like we did not create masculine feminine. We, we maybe came up with those words to describe elemental universal concepts the same with boundaries like we didn't create boundaries boundaries are not a human invention they exist everywhere in nature in the universe and the way that things move and so taking something like that and then drawing it in to a way that it can apply to our lives in intimate relationship it is challenging I mean, which is where your, your question started. You're like, what even, like, I can't Google this, you know, what, what even is this, this thing? So I've always loved, uh, I know this is not maybe a simple answer that I'm giving here, but I've always loved the analogy of magnets and I love it for two reasons. One is because again, it, it, it shows us something in nature already like, Oh, right polarity in some way is the love of our differences and the recognition that that there are these different parts in each of us that that is part of what uh, draws us to each other it's what goes like oh like i want to be close to that because there's actual difference and that uh and that for that intense draw we actually do need to allow for that kind of difference, whatever we want to call it. What I also love about the magnet, I remember another teacher of mine said to me one time, he was like, yeah, but Kendra, it's the same fucking magnet. Like it's all one magnet, you know, both both ends of the pole. And so it reminds me that we have the entire range within ourselves and that it's this choice to say, oh, am I going to, am I going to take on the pole that is, container that is structure that is infinite consciousness and space that is the nothingness or am I going to take on the pull of everything inside the container the energy the flow of life like literally everything else besides infinite consciousness and nothingness (laughs) man that is just such a like a thing to like I can definitely wrap my head around um the idea that or the concept of like the feminine being creative and the energetic and the movement um, and the masculine being a, the container, um, I guess is just like both of these things exist in me. One of the things I read was like your your yoga practice or your meditation practice is a masculine, it is a, 
is a practice for your masculine. Is that, is that right? Well, I would say that every, that, that everything will always contain both. So most stillness meditation practices will be more on the side of uh, training your masculine because you're training yourself to be the witness, to hold space for yourself, uh, to sit in stillness no matter what. So most stillness meditation practices, yoga, yoga asana, I would say is a little more complex. The structure of it that that coming into a certain form, that holding the form or showing up for your practice, no matter what, that has a masculine component to it. Um, but the way that it uses the body or the the connection to the more fluidity of an asana practice, there's I do think that there's some more of the feminine within a yoga asana practice. In the same way that say, um, like a more of an emotional expression dance practice are showing up for it, are setting a container for it, whether it's the same time every day or a certain amount of time, or, you know, it, it does still require some of the masculine to show up for a practice like that, but the expression, the feeling, the, the, um, um, the touching, the energies, the willingness to express them and bring them out into the world, that's the feminine expression within it. Hmm. Got it. Okay. How how do... So let, let's say that somebody is listening to this right now um, and they, will they, they have, they have um, zero um, background knowledge of, of these concepts they've never heard of polarity they've never heard of like you know feminine masculine qualities spoken outside of like you know gender um how how do how does this how does this sort of thing relate to and maybe this is too broad of a question um because of my lack of knowledge uh I, full disclosure I, i'm this person okay so I'm, I'm asking for a friend but the friend is me <laughs> um uh how how does how do these how do these concepts relate to uh, you know our our romantic relationships how do these concepts relate to the way that we that the way that we show up for our partner um you know what are like are there are there ways that we can look at these concepts and and sort of use them as tools to be a better uh, a better lover, a better a better partner, a better friend? I think absolutely. I love. First of all, I'm going to say like the best hashtag ever is like the friend is always me. <laughs> uh, so. What I do want to do, and actually, I actually wrote this down before we were talking because it's just kind of noodling on this idea of what are, what might be, you know, three concepts around intimacy or relationship that I think are really important. Mm. And one of them, for me, comes down to what do you want? And so to me, this comes before any conversation that we have, even about polarity, but certainly about masculine, feminine. And that one of the ways that I see these concepts used less elegantly is I need you to be more masculine 
I'm just not feminine enough. Well, if she would just be more feminine, da, da, da. And there's that broad. And so, so again, that leads to your question, which is like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm. And so the backtrack that I would say is this place that I do believe that the responsibility in some way is incumbent upon each of us to go like, what do I actually want? What do I, and, and beyond some broad idea of like, what do I want is more like, Oh, what do I actually love? Like what does, I want to say turn me on, but I don't even just mean like, Oh, specifically sexually or specifically in the bedroom. But like, what is it that just makes me swoon or kind of draws me into that place where I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to show up and be that way for you. Or what, Mm. what tickles me in just the right way. And, and so that, that comes back to these frameworks are useful when they allow us to be more free or create more love in our relationships. And what I have seen is that sometimes people understanding like, oh, um, you know, if I'm going to really oversimplify into kind of heteronormative man-woman relationship for a moment, for simplicity's sake, that I'll meet a lot of women, for instance, who when they suddenly are given permission, oh, I actually want to let go in a certain way and have somebody else take charge. And that that's, oh, they're like, oh, I want that. And then maybe her partner realizes, oh, I thought I was offering like love and respect by saying like, how about you choose tonight? Or what do you want? Or, you know, you make all the decisions. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to do whatever you want. And they're both like, why are we kind of a little bit chronically unhappy? I love him. I love her. We're really happy together. But like, we're kind of, there's this little rub. And then when this concept is given and they suddenly feel permission. Oh, it's okay that I wanted that. And he's like, Oh, I could actually set some structure here. And that would, uh, and that would actually be loving her more well or better Mm. for lack of a better word. And you can feel there's like a relief, but if it becomes like, you have to be more masculine or you have to be more feminine, suddenly people are like, er, 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 you know, and, and there's the rub, but, oh, actually I want that. I want you, uh, I want you to take the lead here, or I want you to tell me what to do, or I want you to structure our day, or I want, and then I want to fill that structure that you've created with, hopefully it's mostly delight, but not always. <laughs> like my, <laughs> I love this story because so just, just the other day, my partner, I was like in the middle of cleaning the house. So I was like really in something and I, you know, hair was everywhere. And I was like, it's still in my pajamas, but I had gotten totally sidetracked. And he like had been out doing something. He knocked on the window and he was like, get dressed for going for a mountain bike ride. I was like, <laughs> this is not my favorite activity for the day. <laughs> but I do, one of the things that he does for me is kind of get me out of certain habits that I have. And so following his lead, even when it's not my first natural inclination, I like that dynamic between us. And so I was like, okay, give me five, you know, and I like go put on clothes and came out and like got on the mountain bike. And, and then my own willingness to actually allow the moments that were really delightful and beautiful, like, oh, it's gorgeous out here. Like, oh, my God, the smell of the trees, like, ah, oh. like the sun coming through. Like, gosh, I'm so glad to be out here. And then 
also the moments that were really hard. Like I started crying at one point because I was trying to go up this hill and I like couldn't, and I was, I got basically, I was scared. I got scared. And so I believe that also inside of that to allow the flow of that emotion without, it doesn't mean that he's wrong for getting me out or I'm wrong for not being able to get up the hill, but like, Oh, we're just having an experience where he's setting some guidance and I'm, and I'm allowing the energy. I'm filling it with my energy. Okay. That all makes a lot of sense. Which brings me to, it it leads me to wonder about, um, so again, this, like my friend who's listening and, (laughs) and is, and is hearing this and is going, Hey, this sounds, this sounds really, um, useful. This sounds like a tool that would be really great in my relationship. Um, but it also it, it also kind of and, and and maybe I'm wrong here, so please correct me if I am, but it's it sounds like this is in a in a way very similar to like um how do I word this? It, it sounds like it's very similar to learning a language, right? So like I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm going, okay, cool. Is this something is this a tool that would would be useful? in terms of like a, a one-sided tool within a relationship between, again, for, for like simplicity's sake, a man and a woman in a relationship, right? So like the, the, the guy in the relationship takes, takes the onus to like learn about the, you know, um, the masculine feminine polarity and he develops this language and then he comes to his partner with this, this completely new language and he starts speaking to them in this language and they're like, what the fuck are you saying? You know, like, like, is it, is it kind of, is it kind of a two way street where really, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to pull out the, the value that exists within this, it needs to be work that is done in unison or, or, or can, you know, can you speak, is it, is it a universal language where it will be understood or it can be understood (laughs) No matter who's listening, does that make any sense? I feel like I'm totally. It's actually I'm like I'm like okay. I'm going to try not to geek out on the analogy because <laughs> it could could be really beautiful. It could break down in places, but like I love your friend. I love your friend that's listening. He's got great. <laughs> I love him too. He's he's really he's he's very cute and funny, and uh, I just think the world of him. <laughs> so, where I thought you were going, and I'll just say a note on that is that I do think in a way it's like a language in that mm. sense that it can be a little clunky at first. And that knowing how to ask where the bathroom is in a foreign language is, is still more useful, even if you don't know how to like, you know, sing fluent love songs in that language. So I think sometimes people are like, I just can't get this, you know, blah, you throw it out and stuff. And, and, I, and I really believe that even these really simple phrases can be quite beautiful. Second is um, that it is lovely when people can learn a language together. And I think there is a lot that can be done one-sided. And I, it's definitely, I mean, I'm actually really glad you asked that question because it is so often that people will come into this work and be like, yeah, but my partner dot, dot, dot. And, and they have excuses why, like, well, because as the man, then she just blah, 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 blah. Or like, well, as the woman, I'm just supposed to follow. So how can I da, 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 da. But the truth is at the energetic level, we, I believe we have much more impact than we often give ourselves credit for. And it's, it can be challenging. I will say what it requires 
not more challenging than anything else. It's just that it requires actually bumping up against all the reasons we're not doing this innately anyway, <laughs> which is like, oh, I didn't get the response I wanted in the nanosecond I wanted it. So like, I was just, blah, you know, that was too scary. Um, I, so for instance, like my partner doesn't do this work and we don't have like big, long conversations about it. It's just, um, and, but I would say from my side, one of the things that I will do is just follow because I know that that strengthens the dynamic without us, without him being necessarily involved in the work or without us having a conversation about how I would love it if he planned things for us more often. I'm just like, okay, I'm on. Like I'll, 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 I'll engage my side of the magnet in service of creating a dynamic that I enjoy between us. Mm. Um, I think about also, and again, for me, a lot of this has to do with I mean, the part we're talking about right now has, has a little bit more to do with leadership, I would say, or a certain kind of the way we think of leadership, like guidance and structure. And so even several years ago, I asked my partner, I was like, you know, if you, I, I'm just so curious if you have any thoughts on like how I could be like a better mother or better in my business or better. Like, I was like, I would just love to know, like, do you have any guidance for me, basically? His first response was like, ah, oh, I think you've got that like totally handled. Like, mm, you know, you're good. And I, and rather than going like, okay, you know, mm. I'm good. Or I, and I am like, I've got, I pretty much got my life handled. Um, but I just kind of waited a minute and I was like, yeah, but I just wonder like, but if you did, you know, or is there any, or is there any, and, and it took just this little gentle nudge. And then there was a lot that came out and a lot of it was really quite beautiful seeing of me. And places, it wasn't exactly advice, but the ways that we can invite people to bring what it is that we're wanting from them. Mm. So I'm seeing if I can think of, of like a simple example from the masculine. Sometimes if that dynamic hasn't been, um, if it's just newer, some, it's a more tender dynamic that being like, all right, here's what we're going to do all day and, you know, follow my lead, uh, might not go over fantastically, but some structure like, Oh, you know, here's this, this, the next hour, or here's what we're going to do. Or at this time, you know, plan for this at this time. And the same thing might happen, you know, uh, again, we're just going to put it in heteronormative terms for the moment, but he says, you know, so, so be ready at five, um, to go out and this is what you're going to need. And she's like, oh, I have, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know, da, 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 da. like there's basically some resistance. And that's the moment when he will often go like, see, I tried. And like, she just won't follow, right? Like uh, she needs to go do this work because she's, and that's the moment to go like, okay, great. So, uh, you know, and it might be a slight, might be actual a slight shift. I think this is one of the places where people who are wanting to step into the masculine get lost is like, no, I have to like really hold firm because that's the, the masculine is like really firm and always knows exactly and never changes its mind or something. And so there might be like, Oh, okay. So it sounds like five thirty is better. Great. So still be, you know, be ready in this way. This is what you're going to need. Or, um, or, or gentle with, with a little bit of humor. Oh, so I think, you, you know, you can do that part tomorrow and I'm going to help you do this and that's going to be handled and we're, we're still going to leave at five. 
Mm. even though one didn't get exactly the response. Mm. But it comes from like, no, actually I can, I know that this will support us in the kind of relationship we want to have. Turn Me On Podcast, we'll be back after this short break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, one thing that was just came up while you were talking about that was this um, you know, so the man says we're going to the park when you're done recording to walk the dog. We're going to go to the park. And the family goes, it's really cold outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the masculine, the man says, well, what is your plan? And I go, I don't have one. I don't have a plan for my day. Um, there out, out basically underneath all of that, how do we, how do I go downstairs? Hypothetically speaking. Friday, this have, is very specific. <laughs> this is so, so specific, but continue. <laughs> no, but I, I guess like, <clears throat> what are the questions? And like the first, the first time you said, you know, what do you want? Like ask yourself, what do you want? Or in a relationship, what do we want our relationship to be? Mm-hmm. Those questions seem so unanswerable. Um, like how, I don't even know, like when left to my own devices, even like, how do you want to spend your day? The answer is most of the time. I don't, I don't know what I want. And, and why he's so valuable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So what anyone to tell me, (laughs) I guess like, are there, are there like questions that, or, or modes of investigating that we can begin to do in these, these partnerships, whether they're new or their friendships or their long standing relationships to, to go, Oh, actually I know what I want from this partnership. I know what I want in this relationship. I know what I want in life. Like these questions, how do you go about like if that comes even before all the polarity conversation and learning that new language, like how, how do we get those answers? Yeah. 
That's my question. So first I'll say, you know, I don't think that we have to have that all figured out like before learning anything in the realm of relationship, whether it be in the realm of communication or polarity or, or whatever they can, they can be almost like railroad tracks, you know, that happen at the same time. And that sometimes it's through the process that we actually go, Oh, I liked that. Oh, I didn't like that. And then we can get curious, like, so what do I really like about that? Or what, you know, what don't I like about that so much? And, and so sometimes in the process, we discover those pieces, you know, what do I want? What do I want in this relationship? Um, I am just going to set like, what do I want out of life a little separate because that's, that's a different kind of conversation. Obviously it's interconnected, especially if we're truly, if we're like going to share our lives together, mm-hmm. but in the realm of intimacy one of the places that I would encourage, and, and actually I just mean this in relationships. So this is true in friendships, I would say as well, or, you know, other relationships, but it's like, what do I already like? How, how do I already like it? Mm. Oh, I love it when he dot, dot, dot. I love it when she dot, dot, dot. It makes me feel so good when dot, dot, dot. So often I do think that the question, what do you want, tends to go to what don't I have? what's missing, what's lacking. And it's really beautiful to start with like, what I want is some of the things I've already got. Mm. And to me, this goes to another thing that I think is essential for intimate relationships or any, any kind of relationship that we want to I mean, beyond what I would call like sexual intimate relationships, but just any relationship that we want to love really well in, which is generosity. And so starting with like, oh, this is what is awesome. This is what's going really well. When you do this, I love it. And being, um, being willing to magnify that, both because it actually shows us, for selfish reasons, right? It shows me, oh, this is what I love. I love it when dot, dot, dot. So I, and then I'm going to get more of it. If I say it, I'm almost guaranteed to get more of it. And then it's generous for the other person because we're just bringing in, um, you know, praise and acknowledgement into our dynamic and letting mm-hmm. somebody else know what we really love about them when, when they do this, that, or the other thing. The last piece I'll say is that I do think we can help each other, and that's also generosity. So you might see, you know, I mean, you're you're saying like, I don't even know how I want my days to go, right? He might actually see, I can see from this perspective, she's happiest when her days go like this. Mm. And... And someone in your life, whether that's your intimate partner or like a really good friend, um, but might be able to see those things better, right? We might think like, my days would be best if I was able to just like eat bonbons and do yoga all day. But they see like, oh, actually your day goes best when you get outside in the cold first mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> and then you, you know, dot, dot, dot. And then there are certain parts of your day that are structured and there are certain parts of your day that are not structured. And maybe you don't get that all the time, but I see actually like this is when you're most alive and when your heart feels most free. And I can, I can actually see and feel that in you. Mm -hmm. That makes 
a lot of sense. And, uh, and then, um, this term that crossed my path within the last few months or so was, um, and I don't remember where from was bids, bids for connection. Mm. And that in, in the context that I understand it, the bid for connection is, Hey, let's go outside when you're done recording and take the dog for a walk. And I don't recognize maybe necessarily that he, he is asking to connect with me. And my response is like, "Mm, it's too cold, which I just pass off without a thought is so much more dismissive when I realize that it was an extension. It was an invitation. Um, and I didn't notice it. I, I, I didn't notice it, but now looking back on it, I, I, Mm. I feel like I I I can recognize what that was in retrospect and wish maybe I had responded in a different way. Um, but also see, I see that it's not just something I just don't want to do. It's something I'm reluctant to do, but, but actually I do want to connect with this person and I want to, I want them to feel that I have responded to them or I'm not ignoring them or not brushing them off. But even if I don't end up going outside that I can recognize that that's a, uh, an invitation for connecting with me that I callously just, meh, you know, brushed off. I think that's really beautiful. And it, it can both play into this realm of polarity that we're talking about or, and, or, um, one of the things I wrote down this morning too is, is intimacy equals resonance plus polarity. And so I would say most people will tend towards one or the other, you know, like, oh, I feel safest in resonance or, oh, I feel safest in polarity or how I know we're connected or intimate. And the recognition of, of, oh, are we out of resonance or, oh, are we kind of out of polarity? To be able to bring it in, the, I would say the frame of bid for connection is probably more in the re- in the resonance, mm-hmm. even though it could happen in the realm of polarity. Um, but I would say, so two things. I don't want to. I don't want to lose either one. One is that again, it's an act of generosity to look deeper than the content. At how is this person, yeah, making a bid for connection or how is this person loving me? So a lot of times if we're not getting love the way we want to be loved, we don't see it as love. So again, like my partner, he used to show up when we didn't live together. He would come over to my house and he would start telling me about articles, like interesting articles he'd written. I'm like, I don't know why we're talking about this. And at some point I realized that sharing information was a way that it was a bid for connection. It's like you're saying it's a way that he's like, Oh, you're important to me. And I'm sharing the information I find interesting. And that is not one of my realms of connection. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just doesn't occur to me, like, especially with, with an intimate partner that if I want to be connected with them, that I would start sharing information. Um, and so then I'd be like, why doesn't he love me? And, but I was like, Oh, he is loving me. Hmm. So it's kind of two pieces there. Where are the where can I recognize bits for connection, and where can I recognize someone is loving me, even if it's not the way that I most want to be loved. 
The second piece I do want to drop in here is then a lot of people will stop there and they'll be like, okay, well, I guess I just have to accept the way that I'm being loved, even though I feel undernourished. And, you know, we think that it's either or rather than, oh, I can actually receive, I can be like, oh my God, you love me. You're like loving me. And I really want, you know, I really want to be touched in this way. Or I really want to also talk about this, or I really want you to take me, you know, like we can, it's, there's also an, and there, we can still also want to be loved in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I was reading a little bit I, down your list of articles on your uh, website. And I think it was the the bottom one about space being the sixth mm. love language, which is, um, mm. resonated with me, uh, because I, I feel like I'm always saying like, I just want to be <laughs> left alone <laughs> or whatever. Um, but then I took a few days recently to off by myself and I was like, Oh, I could only get away for three days. And I didn't know if it was going to be enough and it wasn't what I had planned. And then like day two, end of day two, I was like, I'm really lonely. <laughs> this is like way more space than, I need, maybe I don't want to be completely left alone, but it's hard to know until you get what you, what you ask for. But, uh, but Jeremy and I have been talking about love languages for, for years and, uh, trying to, trying to use it as a tool. I think probably Jeremy, I don't know if you would say this in your other relationships, but I I have as well, but, um, trying to figure out how that exchange works, um, and how to receive love in ways that are unfamiliar to me, for mm. example, like Jeremy's Jeremy is touch, you know, mm-hmm. if we were to use that framework and touch isn't, hasn't historically been front and center in my life as an expression of love. So navigating that has been, has been an ongoing tricky thing in our entire relationship. We've never like mastered this tool, although it's given us lots of, helpful language to sort of Mm. help us describe, I think what we're feeling um, when we're not feeling loved in the way that we need to feel or we want to feel loved. Um, Have you seen these, like this framework, like in your work as a, you, as a coach, do, do you kind of draw on all of these as, as sort of your, your client or your person seems to resonate with them? Absolutely. I mean, and, and often I think that's just being with a person. You're like, oh, da 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 da. Like, here's this piece. Um, and that, I mean, again, when I said at the very beginning that I consider myself a student of the of human condition or like what it is to be human, I think that all of these frameworks they can only ever really do so much. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people really love astrology and some people really love human design and some people really love the Enneagram and some people really love, and, and, and then there's something about like, and I'm just me at the end of the day, right? These are all just like little facets you can pull out that are interesting that overlay together and have, and give me some, um, more freedom or facility and how I move through the world and give other people more facility and how we're going to relate. And then at the end of the day, we're all, we're all just like a human also. <laughs> so again, that's where I say frameworks are useful or they're, they're valuable when they're useful. Mm-hmm. And, and what I would encourage people to do is to see any place where a framework is detracting from a relationship 
And either then look at, is there a way we can make this useful? Or maybe, maybe that framework for this moment just needs to be dropped. Like if it's, if it's mm. just creating more friction and that's not really what we want in our relationship right now, like what else can we do? And that, that's this other piece. And again, I think it's a certain kind of generosity and it often has to do to some extent with having done a certain amount of personal inner work which is the capacity to bring playfulness or lightness, like levity to things and just go like, like I'm thinking about, isn't there some song that um, it's gotta be Jim Morrison, the doors. There's like some piece of a song that's like, come on, come on, come on, come on now touch me, babe. Mm. You know? And like, yeah, if you're like really crazy, like what would it be like to, you know, like you reach towards, um, you know, to, for, for like touch, and there's like a little pulling back. And then instead of like, oh, you know, my feelings really got hurt right there because I was really wanting to be loved and I was hoping, you know, and then having like a two hour long conversation about your love language. <laughs> and, um, I mean, you know, not like anybody ever does this, but, but there's just like a moment of actually just like dropping it and, and being Jim Morrison from the door is about like strip your shirt off and like touch me, babe. And I pretty much guarantee like everyone would have had more fun in that moment. <laughs> And probably everybody would get more of what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that is, I think that, uh, that's something that I find that like, if, if I'm going to just be like personally speaking here, I, that's, that is something that I find myself naturally gravitating towards like quite a lot in, in my relationships. And, and, um, like when it, when those moments happen and, and, it's effective. It is, it is, it's some of like, it's some of the favorite moments of my life. You know, it's, they are like, they really are, they really are like beautiful, beautiful moments in, in relationship when, you know, you can let you, you can put down your defenses, put down your ego, get extra silly for a moment um, in, in the, in the face of, you know, whatever conflict or, <clears throat> or, or even just simple like relationship discomfort and, and then, you know, use, use humor as a tool to kind of just say, ah, fuck, forget all this. This is silly. Let's just, let's just drop it. I, I love that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, you're good it's at great. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, and, uh, I know, I know this. I'm, I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, Kendra, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I, I think that, I think we, we probably have a number of listeners who've listened to this and are feeling, um, pretty inspired. Um, how, where, where is like a good place for someone to start in terms of resources, uh, whether that be podcasts or books or, um, you know, blogs, where, where should people, where are good places that people can go to learn more about how these frameworks can, can be useful um, and how they could use them in their, their relationships and their lives? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, also use this moment to plug the shit out of yourself. Cause I, I it's a, I, it a per- perfect, perfect opportunity to talk about what you do. <clears throat> Well, I, I mean, I, I, I do think that the blogs on my website, so that's just KendraKunov.com. I mean, I've quite a bit written and most of them are connected to videos that I've made. Um, and 
And I, I do think that, um, you know, another teacher of Jamie's is John Wineland. And I, I do think John Wineland has like a lot of really good material. He and I taught together for about five years in, in terms of just hearing some of the same things out of different mm-hmm. <laughs> authors from a man or from a woman, you know, they, they come differently. Um, It, 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 I guess the thing that I wanted to, to back up and say, and this is what I just say in general, is that I think it's really important that people listen to themselves or they, they feel themselves as they're connecting with material um, and specifically through any particular teacher. And even like every people may rave about David Data and you may either listen to him or read him and you're just like, either not feeling it or you feel a little turned off. And I I just know that people will judge themselves. They're just like, Oh, but I should, but like, he's like the ultimate teacher of this or this, you know, they said this was the most amazing book. And I think it's important to go like, that may be true. And can I find another voice to hear that from? So again, like people may not resonate with my voice. They may not resonate with John's. They may not resonate with David's. They may not, you know, like wherever you go is, is see if you can find the voice where something in you goes like, Oh, I want to, I, I can just open to what I'm listening to. Mm. Um, and I think that's more visceral often. There's something in us. And maybe that's just more of like a woman's experience or the feminine experience. But for me, there's something very visceral where I'm like, yes, even if I don't like what's coming out of this person's mouth, like I can feel the part of me that can listen to it, that can receive it and then can take it on. And probably more than any specific teacher or teaching, I think that's really important. Mm. Um, before I know we're kind of coming up to time, but before we, we do wrap it up, I just wanted that. So those three sort of things I asked you to think about the the first one you said was, what do I want? The second was intimacy equals resonance plus polarity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is resonance just to clarify, um, as opposed to polarity, is it when we're maybe we're both in our feminine or both in our masculine and we're connecting on that level? Is that what that means? I would say it's more out of the realm of masculine feminine. Uh, That's less relevant to Mm -hmm. resonance per se. Uh, I think I actually have a blog called intimacy equals resonance plus polarity. So people, (laughs) if you want to read more about it, Um, but the very, very simple definitions, like, again, if you want to extrapolate even beyond sexual relationships, I would say resonance is like, where are we the same? You know, where, where do we feel kind of cozy and comfortable in the same? And polarity is where are we different? So sexual polarity is more in the realm of masculine and feminine, but even in other, I, I started to think about like, is this true in all our relationships? And I think there is something of that. Like even my, my best friend and I have known each other for 42 years because we were babies together. And, um, and there's something like it, it's actually important that there are things that are different about us and that when she's different than me, I'm kind of like, oh, that's so interesting. And that she really loves the things that are different about me or how I do things differently rather than that we're always trying to find the same. And so I think that that actually does carry through, that there's this need for 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 finding that sameness, that coziness. And also that need for like, yeah, well, where is the spark of where we're different? That makes things, that's actually where the part of the life of relationship and intimacy lives. Cool. Thank you. Was there a third point? The third well? was generosity. 
Generosity. Okay, good. We talked about, and I, it's, it's tricky. I guess I, I do want to clarify that I don't think that gen- so generosity is not like fawning or um, put, you know, like making oneself a doormat or removing oneself like, okay, so what, what do you want? Um, I actually think it's, I think setting a boundary is generous. I think asking for what I want is generous. I think also paying attention to you and seeing like, oh, you might not even know what that this would support you right now, but I can see it and being willing to bring that is generous. Mm. Um, inviting someone out for a chilly walk is generous. And when they say it's too cold saying like, I know that's why we have some cozy jackets. Like that's generous. Like mm-hmm. that, that willingness to, to push through a little bit, all of, you know, the generosity is actually this willingness to keep offering ourselves to relationship, which includes saying no, which includes boundaries, which includes asking for what we want. But that spirit of generosity, not like, how do I get mine here? But like, oh, what, how, how are we doing this together? I encountered that that term generosity in another context, which was like in arguments, showing up with, you know, to your partner and being like, it's generous to for me to remind myself that this person is a wonderful person and a loving person. And I love them in those moments of, of uh, discord. Um, and that they're not trying to be a jerk. Yeah. That, that's they might not even be a jerk. <laughs> no, they are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, it's funny because I actually, you know, a few years ago this happened, but I remember I was having a fight with my partner and I was like, if you just don't, like, if you don't want to be with me, or if you don't love me, just say so. And he looked at me and he was like, Kendra, like, if I didn't want to be with you, I wouldn't even be having this conversation. Like, I hate these conversations. I was like, oh, and it did have me, re- it was like, oh, these moments of conflict, that's also him loving me because he doesn't even want to have this conversation, but he's there. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to have less, less conversations that don't need to happen, if that makes any sense in, uh, yeah. in relationship. <clears throat> I think no that's, uh, I feel like that's a byproduct of COVID. It's, it's like- <laughs> have less conversations that don't need to happen. Could have been a could have been an email. Didn't have to be a Zoom call, you know. Um, Kendra, this has been a real a real pleasure to sit down and to uh, to pick your brain about some of this stuff. That uh, you know, actually, Bridie and I we we had just uh, we had just talked um, this week actually on on this week's episode of of our podcast about how we're gonna. Just as a as a couple and and as a fun thing to do for the show to sit down and read through um, the way of the superior man, and you know I'm really excited because this is this is a framework that I'm not again um, uh, <clears throat> my friend who is me I'm not so familiar with and so um, I'm excited to kind of like sink my teeth into it and and to to figure out how this framework. Um, can play a role in my own life. And so to be able to sit down and talk to you about your knowledge of it and, and to hear your perspective has been really, really fun for myself. So thank you so much for that. And, uh, and yeah, it really means a lot that you took the time to sit down and chat with us today. You're welcome. I mean, it's really a pleasure. I, I, there's very little that I love more than just really real conversations. And so um, having this brought into the real and the tangible is um, is fun for me. 
Cool. So we'll do Thank this again, again next week, <laughs> and we'll bring our personal problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, one more time, Kendra, where can people find you? Where can people uh, stay up to date with what you're up to? Probably. I mean, I'm easy to find. It's the great thing about having a name like Kendra Kunov. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. My website is kendrakunov.com, and you know you can pretty much find everything there, or at least reach out to me and ask about what you can't find there. Cool. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Uh, that was our conversation with Kendra Kunov, and um, man, oh man, she's a, so special. She is special. I I felt so good listening back to it because, like I said, when we were recording, I was like so thirsty for information, and like you know, it's like sitting down to a jigsaw puzzle for the first time. Mm. You go, I don't even know like what all is in this image. Like I don't mm. even know what this person knows, but I know they know a lot. So how do I know what questions to ask, you know? Um, but listening back and I was like, oh, it's cohesive. There's a, there's a flow here. <laughs> like we, you say that as we covered though, some ground. <laughs> you say that as though we haven't been podcasting for like years and years now. <laughs> like as if it's not our fucking job. I mean, well, I guess it's not, but it's my job. But, but it's, it's our job. This is our job. It's, it's, it's our job, job that we don't this. get paid for. <laughs> no. Um, also, thank you to our patrons for paying us. Because yeah. yeah, you're, you're literally you. the only thing that gives us money. So <clears throat> anyway. We do appreciate it so very, very much. Yeah, um, your generosity. Mm-hmm. That's a key word. Mm-hmm. Thank you mm-hmm. for loving us in that way. Um, yeah, so I wanted to touch base uh, on on the, the way of the superior man um, because when we read this chapter last week, I had, there were a couple of things about it that just kind of like hung on me. And, and it was all to do with that question that I asked Kendra, which is like, how do you like, if knowing, if communicating what you want or knowing what you want is like the first step to, to like Mm. all of this, how do we get that fucking work done? Because I chronically feel like, not that I don't know, because I know I do, right. and this is what I'm learning, and what I was talking about earlier with the the boundaries arising, being like, "Oh, this feels good," or "This doesn't feel good." Um. Anyway, this 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 has been helping, and in, and in chapter one, this whole thing. As of now, spend a minimum of one hour a day doing whatever you're waiting to do until your finances are more secure, or until the children have grown and left home, or until you have finished your obligations and you feel free to do what you really want to do. Don't wait any longer. Don't believe in the myth of one day when everything will be different. Do what you love to do, what you're waiting to do, what you've been born to do now. Spend at least one hour a day doing whatever you simply love to do, whatever you deeply feel you need to do in your heart in spite of the daily duties that seem to constrain you. However, be forewarned, you may discover that you don't or can't do it, that in fact, your fantasy of your future life is simply a fantasy. And then it goes on to talk about like a lot of the time that our creative endeavors don't succeed is because we lack creative discipline and discipline has been a huge like Mm. word floating up in my, my realm with like my meditation practice, of course. And just like 
this bit of a crossroads I feel that I'm in right now of like, where do I put my energy? Where do, Ooh. where does my energy belong? Where it is, where is it of most service to the world where it's also in line with what I love and what I'm right. interested in and what I'm born to do? What the fuck was I born to do? Like, what is my gift? You know? And so this is um, your gift. You're doing it like this right now. I'm telling you, babe, this right now, what you and I are doing in this very moment, this is your gift. Your gift, like, you know, so many fucking people, so many people are, are like, oh, like I want to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. And, you know, it's like this thing that people just like, that the world just wants to do. It's like this, you know, it's like, it's still, it's still podcasting is still in its like infancy, you know, it's still in its, Mm. um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that like you and I are the best fucking podcasters there are, but I, but I, but I, what I will say is that it's not, it's not fucking easy, dude. It's it's not, it's not a simple thing. Your, your specialty is, you know, the thing that you were born to do is you have a gift. You have a gift at, you are gifted at listening. You are a gifted listener and you are a gifted communicator. And that's, and that now that can be applied in many other ways. It can be applied to the stage as an actor. It's what, that's what you studied. That's what you, you know, that's what you, you focused a, a good chunk of your life in, in trying to achieve. Um, But now you are in a position where you're taking that same, the same skills that we would use as an actor and applying it to, to this, to the art of conversation with other people, you know? And I think that, you know, regardless of how many people listen to the podcast, regardless of the success that the podcast has, you know, we... And again, this is like, I'm not trying to blow smoke up my own ass, more so blowing smoke up your ass. Cause I know how much you love smoke, smoke up your up ass. My butt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on and off the, uh, the podcast. Uh, no, but it, you know, the, 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 the things that pe- like we get, we have a lot of, I said it earlier in the podcast, we have a lot of people that write into, to the show, whether they're asking questions or whatever, but oftentimes people that write into the show, like they're, they're writing in to express to us that these conversations that we are providing them with, whether that's between you and I, or whether that's between you and I and some stranger that we've invited to be on the show are having profound effects on their, their life, profound effects on their, their own sexual identity, profound effects on the way they relate to their, their significant other profound effects on the way that they, communicate to their friends or their family about their relationship dynamics or their, you know, their sexual identity or what, what have you. Mm. That's, that's a, I mean, fuck me. If that's not, if that's not something that, if that's not the thing, if that's not a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, to like fit to, to step into that role and to continue to fill that space, then I don't know what is. You know, like that's, that's important. That's an important thing. It's the thing that, it's the thing that like 
you know, I was kind of joking earlier in joking, not joking that like, we, we don't make money from this podcast. We don't, this is not a, this is, this isn't like a, I could quit my day job and just focus on turn me on and then pay my bills. That's not a possibility, but that's not the thing that keeps me coming back to this show. It's not, it's not financial gain. So what is it? Well, it's connection with you. It's the, it's the way that it makes me feel to have conversations with people. You know, it stimulates my curiosity. But more so than all of that, it's knowing that there's people out there on the other end that are listening to this and receiving something so important to them. Mm. <clears throat> Even if it's the person that's like, I just casually listen to it because I feel like I'm friends with Jeremy and Bridie. You know, like that, like there's so many people that listen to podcasts and that's how they feel. That's why I listened to last podcast on the left every single fucking Wednesday and Friday, because I feel like I'm good friends with, with Henry and, and like, you know, like Marcus, like I feel connected to them knowing that we provide that, even that, especially in this time, especially like, you know, today, the end of the world during, you know, during a fucking global pandemic where people are locked into the goddamn homes providing just a sense of a sense of camaraderie just through simply fucking talking to each other like that i don't know i'm on a bit of a rant here i didn't even i didn't even dose today i feel like i i feel like i uh, i i microdosed but i didn't uh-huh. interesting you know what i did huh? <clears throat> you know what i did i thought i thought we didn't have coffee left in the house and uh, I found a bottle of caffeine pills um, <laughs> when, when we were packing. And so I took one of them this morning because I was like, oh, we don't have any coffee. And I took one. And then, <clears throat> and then uh, Leah texted me and told me where the coffee was because she, she put it away in a place that um, I, I wouldn't typically look. And uh, mm-hmm. so I made coffee. So maybe I'm just jacked up. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe. But I wanted to say thank you anyway because I feel like... Um, you know, Kendra talked earlier in this episode about like asking her partner for feedback on, on something that she was doing in her life, like, you Mm. know, how she was as a mom or whatever and how it, how the response she got helped made her feel sort of seen or she was able to say, thank you for seeing me. So, and I'm just going to say that to you, babe. Thank you. Well, Um, I see you. I hear you. I believe you. And I just want to say one other thing. Um, because, okay, I just want to run this by you. Cause like, <clears throat> like Kendra said, this is a framework as a brand new language. I-, I can't wait to fuck it up. Like, I can't wait to just like totally bastardize this into like how I can make sense and oversimplify like everything so that it works for me. But something that's sort of cohesive in all of the different, uh, head spaces I've been in the way of the superior man, this conversation with Kendra, my meditation um, discipline um, is this idea of structure mm-hmm. supporting supporting my creativity. Mm. So having like a container in which to be like free inside of. Um, so she had sort of talked about, you know, like the masculine could, gives the structure and the feminine is every, everything inside of it. So right. what I've determined is that I feel real great at the end of the day when I have, and this is, I've been doing this consistently, 
given myself at the top of the day a structure of like, this is what my day looks like. Right. And then, and then just filling my day. And so in a way Mm. I feel like I've been sort of, I've read this term before in the masculine feminine work before, but like I've been husbanding my own feminine. If that, if that like makes any sense. Um, So I just want to put that out there. And I, um, now I'm all self-conscious because we're going to send this to Kendra and and ask her to, (laughs) to send it out. And she's going to listen and she's going to be like, not quite young grasshopper, but uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, that's my tidbit. Cool. Um, well, this this was a this was a really great fun episode. I feel like I talked mm-hmm. a lot. So for all the people out there who, you know, who again, thank you so much for writing in to the show. Even when you write in and say that Jeremy, you need to shut the fuck up because you talk too much. We love you. And nobody uh, said that I, in years. I, uh, in years. <laughs> well, they're going to say it now. Uh, all right. This was really fun. Uh, I love you, babe. And, um, uh, and we love you listeners. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And if, if you, if you, if you want more of this kind of shit, well, go to patreon.com slash turn me on, become a patron, or you can, uh, you can just simply follow us on social media. Uh, it, we're pretty much only on Instagram and, and, that might end soon. We I've gotten flagged <laughs> six times this week on our Instagram. Six posts taken down. They're about to delete uh, our account. So uh, uh, at Turn Me On Podcast. I might maybe I'll just make the account private. I don't know if that will fucking help. I have no idea. Oh, anymore. interesting. Anyway, yeah. Well, once we get shut down, we'll just re we'll just relaunch and and we'll include. We'll start out strong with like health, sex ed. Yeah. Censored shit and then we'll get back to the butts yeah so anyway uh, if you want to see the the instagram account before it gets taken down before the zucks rips it off the internet internet uh, at turn me on podcast on instagram um but also you, you'll always be able to email us at turn me on podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. um or reach out to us like straight through our website turn me on podcast.com um but- i mean that's i think that's it for this week Okay, until next week. Go fuck yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.